Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And once again, everybody, welcome to the Propreneur Podcast. Excited to have you here for another episode where we're going to dive into some things that I'm personally super fascinated about, and I hope that you will be too. Thank you very much for all of our listeners. And for those of you that have shared this podcast with your friends and colleagues, don't forget to follow us on both Facebook and Instagram. And for those of you adventurous people, TikTok as well. But we'd love to hear from you and hear how this uh, podcast is affecting you. I was grateful this last week, actually, I just got an email from someone who talked about how they've listened to some episodes and they've really enjoyed the conversational aspect of our show, which is really my goal. I want it to be something to where it's not uh, super rigid, but more conversational as if we were having a conversation with you in your car or in your ears as you're working out. So thank you again for joining us on the show today. We actually have a double guest, meaning that this is the second time that they've been on our show. So you might remember them from the last time, but this time we're going to talk about something even, I don't even know how I would say even cooler, but as cool as we did before, if not uh, more uh, futuristic, I think, or what's coming down the pipe. So ladies and gentlemen, if you remember Mark uh, McClellan, sorry, I said that wrong. Mark McClellan is joining us today. And last time he talked all about wealth and how to make sure you and your dental practice are growing more wealth and investing. We're going to talk about that today too, but we're going to talk about it in a totally different new way. So Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dino. It's great to be back. Yeah, it's always good to have you. And I love, I mean, we've fought for this interview. I'll tell you that <laughs> having COVID and different scheduling mess ups. So I'm super excited to have you here. Tell us though, remind us all about your background and your story of how you got to where you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I'm i uh, I'm an orthodontist. I uh, finished up in early nineties and uh, uh, just went out like all the, all the people on this podcast and went out to private practice and, uh, developed some relationships with some financial advisors. And uh, after a number of years, I came across the path of one gentleman who is actually a good friend of my, uh, my wife's also a dentist, her lab school, dental lab school um, lab mate. And uh, he was just a financial advisor, said, hey, you should meet with this guy. And that was, gosh, in the late 90s. And uh, so he, he and I you know, met and became, uh, we became clients with his. And after going through the dot-com crash, everybody's losing quite a bit of money during that, that time. Uh, we were doing quite well through that that event, and so in 2004, I said, "Hey, this this model that you presented me at that time really actually worked, like mm. like you presented." And I said, "Hey, would you mind if we got got this information out to the dental world, and the orthodontic world, because we're just not trained in any of this information uh, in dental school or or even before that time?" And so uh, Tim Stride, my partner, we partnered up and uh, started Macro Wealth in 2004. And uh, we've been doing it for, gosh, 18 years now. And we're registered investment advisors, fiduciaries, and all that good stuff. And uh, we just recently brought the topic we're talking about today on onto our platform with cryptocurrencies. And so we're obviously very, very excited about that. And uh, I got engaged with crypto or Bitcoin, gosh, eight years ago in 2014. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a part of my, my portfolio for a long time. I've always believed it. I, I truly believe when people, if they start really getting a firm understanding of what it is and goes and they go down that rabbit hole, uh, they'll see the significant benefits behind uh, behind it. So we're very, I'm very excited to sort of share that with your listeners today. Yeah, it, it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be a fun discussion. Well, I'm excited because it is something that I've been kind of looking at, dabbling in a little bit here and there. 
I wish I would have been doing that eight years ago, as you were talking about. As a matter of fact, we had a little bit of a pre-discussion and I was talking about our dinner guest last night. It was a friend of mine who's been around for a while and been friends with for a while. And he started in crypto back in like 2012. And I remember him talking to mm. us about it and being like, hey, you should do this and that. And um, we've, we've been in contact, but not had like we've been building a house and all this crazy stuff for the last couple of years. So we had him over for dinner last night and I was like, man, tell me how that's working out. And he said, yeah, I was doing great. And then I kind of dropped it for a while and I lost my password and I couldn't figure out how to get in my wallet. But long story short, he, he uh, figured it out. And when he opened up the wallet after like four years or five years, his $4,000 investment now is like 50 grand. And he yeah. was like, yeah, that's a good return on my investment, right? So I've been interested since then and, and not, it, it's confusing. It seems like it's a little above my pay grade on a lot of things. So I'm excited to have you kind of walk us through it a little bit and share how not only it works, but also how doctors can use this inside of their business. I want to ask you a question though, because I want to link this back to your book. I want to make sure everybody gets your book and goes up to get your book, which is the uh, Your Retirement Smile book. Um are, are you updating it to talk about crypto in there? Are you going to do a whole different book about it or how's this going to play into it? Well, it's, it's interesting. We um, actually, it is mentioned in our book. Um, oh. when we wrote it a couple of years ago, just because I had some prior um, knowledge sure. of it, but it's not, not, it's not a very deep, deep dive into it whatsoever. It just sort of fits within one of the sort of quote asset, asset classes that we, we look at. So to answer your question, it's funny you ask that my, my partner, we've been talking about writing another book. And mm. sort of blending some of this information into it, and uh, and and seeing if we can pull that off. Well, so yeah, it's it's are, a hot uh, topic. So I, yeah. I would totally do it. That's great. Also, well, the it's, other inter- thing- it's interesting too. You know, you said yeah. your buddy sort of was what he sort of dropped it after you know four or five years wasn't paying attention. That sort of happened to me as well in 2014 when I first oh, invested in it. I was excited, and then of course I I bought a number of bitcoins, and then it dropped like about 50 percent like in two months. I'm like, right. oh, well, so much for that investment. So I, and that's I really exactly what he it. said too. The exact same timing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I sort of just tabled it. I really labeled. I just really just said, like, oh, that's just one of those things. I'll just you know let go, right. whatever. And two years later, one of my good friends, uh, John Graham, was speaking at an OrthoFi meeting, and we were speaking with him at the same meeting. And uh, he gets up on stage to speak, and he's wearing a Bitcoin T-shirt. He goes, did you know Bitcoin just hit $5,000? I'm like, oh my gosh, I go, I got to go back and look at my passwords, my wallet. <laughs> like, Here we are. And I, and I found him. I'm like, all right. So that was sort of my, re- nice. my re-engagement of, uh, of, the, of the crypto at that time. That's awesome. I don't remember last time when we spoke, you'll have to refresh me. Did we, I mean, I think it's really a unique position to have yourself in that you were an orthodontist and or still am an orthodontist. And yet you added this financial wellness part to what you do, right? And I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that talk finances or they hire their guy. You actually didn't just hire them. You decided, no, I want to be a part of this. Well, I, I'm very curious about the catalyst to what made you go, you know what? I could hire my my friend and keep doing what we're doing because obviously it was successful. Or I could go to school more and learn how to do this and do it myself. What was the thought there? I think the catalyst was in so many times in the, in the medical and dental world, um, doctors are looked at as easy targets. And I, so I think the, the trust yes, factor, so true. I think the trust factor in, in the financial service industry is, is very low. Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt that, Hey, you know, I, I'm in the trenches with my colleagues each and every day. And I, I just didn't think there's a better trust level than have one of one of my, you know, to help my colleagues along the same path. And, 
you know, I couldn't go to the meetings that we go to that you go to and speak at and all those good things and sort of look my look at my colleagues and I saying, hey, you know, this this guy's is, you know, is taking advantage of me. So I, you know, I, I was just fortunate to come across this process. It's it's evidence-based, you know, people, you know, believe in evidence-based dentistry yeah. or orthodontics, yet yeah. nobody believes about evidence-based financial planning because if they did, they really wouldn't do half the things they're doing. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the, the system we have because we can just verify everything we, we say and with, with no opinion, no sales hype, it, it is what it is and people can take action on it or not. You know, money is a very emotional thing. It's also economic. So many times emotions overtake the uh, economics, but you know, it's our job to at least share with them the economics behind that. Wow. What you said is so true. Like I, I totally connect with that whole predatory thing. I remember first coming into this industry about a decade ago and hearing, like knowing what's going on in other industries, because I came from those industries and I study those industries still. And then hearing everything from like websites to financial planning of how, like I call them predatory, right? Like, like, geez, really, you're paying 10 grand for that website. That's, you know, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I, I know at least 10 guys who can do that for three, right? The same thing. And so it's, it's really interesting there. And then um, I wonder, do you guys do any type of like auditing to help people to see how their financial plan is working for them? Yeah. So the system we have is a, uh, it's almost a financial simulator. And okay. so we, we can input um, information. It's, it's, it's proprietary to the folks. We did not invent it, but it's, it's the proprietary to the folks who, uh, who did develop it. And so we can, uh, we can audit what they did in the past. And then we can also, and even more powerful, you know, the past is the past. Uh, we can simulate different modeling um, scenarios based on the future, you know, whether mm -hmm. or not inflation is doing what it's doing. Hey, you know, inflation was two, now it's seven. Or what happens if interest rates go up? Or what happens if tax law, you know, tax laws change? Or, or you have a premature, you know, a, a, a health issue, a disability, or yeah. car accident, whatever. You can simulate, or you know, expensive weddings. You know, people have very expensive weddings at times. So there's many different things you can input into the model, and I think that sort of differentiates just financial planning in general. Is like, you know, so many people look at financial planning in a linear manner, like I'm going to do this and get this in the end, but. There's nothing linear about financial planning. It's all dynamic. There's, there's so many different pieces of the puzzle working at the same time that you have to just be fully aware of, you know, how each of those decisions impact each other and having the simulator enables us to do that. Well, I uh, have a buddy, uh, Jim Dew out of Arizona, and he, he says, is your financial planner a planner or historian? And most of them will come to you after the problem. Well, I had a bad month, you know, so sorry. Or, oh, this year we didn't do this. They're, they're not really planning out that future. And so he's like, you want that person who is the planner, who's fortune teller. Anybody can be a historian. Yeah. So, that's yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, we, we also like, don't even like using the word planner. We're more like strategist. You know, it's like, nice. you know, how do we, how do we strategize ourselves that's right. for the future? Um, you know, a lot Love of plans, it. you know, a lot of plans go south pretty quickly based yeah. on a bad economic circumstance. What's that Mike Tyson quote, right? Everybody's yeah. got a plan to get punched in the face. 100%. We use yeah. that in our presentations when we lecture because that, there's yeah. a lot of truth to that. So, okay, let's get into the crypto idea of stuff because this is definitely a hot topic right now. Cryptocurrency, uh, you know, Coinbase, all these ones, NFTs are coming out now too, which I actually, being an orthodontist, it's, you might get this, but I have a friend who's really big into NFTs right now. And 
for those of you that don't understand NFTs, basically long story short is being able to put your stamp on something and get a residual off of that forever. Um, I thought, how could a dentist or an orthodontist do that on like implants for a dentistry or like, like, it's not like they're trading those, right? But it's yeah, like, right. customize the thing. But anyway, so NFTs, crypto, all this stuff. Talk to me about, well, let's do a quick little overview of what really is cryptocurrency and why is it the big deal? And why is it not, in your opinion, just a nice little fad that's happening for right now? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question. I mean, the, the first cryptocurrency was Bitcoin. And you sort of have to ask, you know, why? I mean, why, why was Bitcoin even developed? Uh, and it, it came out in 2009 after the 2008 debacle and the crash then. And um, in order to really understand, you know, what Bitcoin does in the future, you have to understand, you know, what money has done in the past. And, you know, the history of money, whether it's beads, cattle, um, uh, shells, sure. uh, gold, silver. Uh, and when the Romans in the Roman age, they debased the coin. There's no, in, in all forms of money, um, they've always been debased over time. And so uh, when you understand money, you have to have a couple of concepts of, you know, they have to have, is it a medium exchange? Is it a store of value? Is it divisible? And there are a number of other things. Is it durable and so forth and so on. And, you know, Bitcoin really checks off all those boxes as well as any other monetary piece in the history of money. And so that's why I'm so excited about it because it's decentralized. And so, you know, when we say decentralized, there's no one overarching um, entity or corporation or governmental piece that um, has any control over it. it. It's controlled by the people of the world, so to say. And so uh, there's no opportunity to uh, uh, to debase it and actually inflation. Manipulate it. Yeah. And manipulate it, exactly. Yeah. I mean, see what's being on. 40% of the entire monetary supply has been printed in the last 18 months. And, you, you, the, and, and people wonder why inflation is getting out of control, which it's just, it, it's just, it, it's not, uh, it's something that history has always done with money. And Bitcoin right. has, has created its store of value is that it's scarce. I mean, there are only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created. And we're already in the world of about high 18 millions. And of those 18 millions, uh, many of those have already been lost because like, you, you know, your friend says, mm -hmm. hey, lose my password. You know, right. people lose their password. They lose their computer. So uh, and and the creator of, of Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, who is an unknown character or person, mm -hmm or a group of people we don't really know um is holding a million of those bitcoin and just is in in as their store value so um so people know at some point in time and either i think the year 2140 is when all the bitcoin will be mined every bit one bitcoin's mined every 10 minutes mm -hmm. and so they know that you know who's if you're uh, investing in it or have one or a half of one or a tenth of one that it's going to hold its value significantly better than uh than the fiat or the dollar that's being created, not only in the United States, but all around the world. I mean, there's, I mean, there's countries printing money, you know, Love like crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, it, at some point in time, it, and it's already, it's already sort of there in terms of the amount of money that's been printed and our ability to sort of grow our way out of it. It's right. almost impossible. So, um, Bitcoin sort of solves all those problems. And, um, well, is you that I, I think the solving for me, what I like about it is the idea that it's, as you said, like a fiat currency is based on what a group of people say that thing is worth. Mm -hmm. Whereas the 
like a house, right? Even right now at the real estate market and stuff like that, it's like, if somebody's willing to pay it, all of a sudden it goes up in value. But the difference with the Bitcoin is that it can't be manipulated just by one person's thought or a downturn in the economy or something like that. And the idea around it being only a certain amount of Bitcoin, it reminds me of, I don't remember who said it. I'm sure you remember like somebody mentioned before, you know, land, they're not making any more of it. So buy it. And so just like land value becomes more, uh, more wanted and desired and higher because there's not, there's only one earth. They're not building more land. So just like that with crypto, you're getting a very specific amount and then it's going to increase based upon the, the need for it. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, that whole thing of um, fiat to your point, the governments in, in today's world, they can just print the money out of thin air. There's nothing really truly back. Yeah. I mean, that not like gold that before. Ended, yeah. It all ended in 1971 and president mm-hmm. Nixon took it off, took us off the gold standard. And so, you know, it used to be, you know, if you could, it was worth, you know, whatever denomination of gold that was worth, but not anymore. Right. So really the only thing that's backing up the, uh, the U.S. dollars, the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. Right. And, that, and that's, that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. So, I mean, if people have that credit, but obviously it's still the reserve currency of the world, uh, who knows if that will continue to be the case. And so, um, you know, that, that's going to be a, a, a wait and see, but the scarcity of, of, of Bitcoin really provides the uh, significant value to it. So let's talk about the exchange of Bitcoin and how to actually actually use Bitcoin. When somebody, and we hear on news or whatever, oh, like my friend, hey, I had put 4,000 in and lo and behold, I got 40 grand. You know, it's like, and you hear about those stories, but what's the actual, you know, being able to exchange, to use, to buy stuff off of this. And, and for those of you listening, our goal on this on this episode is to really get the understanding of how you can use, potentially use uh, Bitcoin or any other type of currency like cryptocurrency as in your office and have clients pay with Bitcoin and you receive that Bitcoin or parts of it anyway, or the, the, the bits of it, they can pay you through their Bitcoin. And so let's talk about how does that actually work, the exchange of the Bitcoin? Yeah. So on the, yeah, so on the individual side, uh, there's a couple onboarding ramps to, for people, American uh, investors to consider. Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, these are, these are, these are exchanges where you connect your, your bank account to them. And then you just move, it's just a transfer of money from your, uh, your checking or savings account over to Coinbase. And the, these, these exchanges are called centralized exchanges. And so they are sort of controlled by a certain entity. And then, um, and then you can take those funds and invest in a number of different cryptocurrencies, whatever may be on those particular exchanges. And there may be 10, 20, 30, 40, hundreds of, of uh, different uh, cryptocurrencies to choose from. And um, you know, typically the first place that at least we advise for folks who are getting just dipping their toes into it would be to you know, pick up some Bitcoin and pick up some Ethereum and just sort of get comfortable with it. Um, but at the same token, um, one of the beauties of Bitcoin is this, in the nature of it being decentralized. Well, we like to sort of get the money off those centralized exchanges, then move them over to um, sort of decentralized exchanges, or at least places where uh, nobody has access to those, to those um, tokens. And that falls into something called a wallet. Uh, there are different types of wallets. There's a cold wallet and a hot wallet. A cold, cold wallet is like a USB. Plug it into your computer 
and then it comes into your computer and it just reloads right into your USB. And that's, that's like a brick of gold. And so it's all that's mm. yours and only yours. And you can put it in your safety deposit box and nobody else will ever have access to it. And then there's something called a hot wallet, which is uh, a computer program. Something like Exodus is an excellent hot wallet. It's free. And um, you just download it on your computer and then you can connect your Coinbase to your Exodus and you can move your Bitcoin over to there. Now it's sort of not susceptible to the centralized exchanges, hackers, or anybody who wants to get into that centralized. Now it's just your particular fund. Now, of course, since it is still connected to the internet, there still is some potential for access from nefarious people. And um, and that's one of the one things that sort of scares people about crypto in general. Uh, years ago, we wrote an article for Dental Economics called The Wild Wild West of crypto because it was it was primarily just individual investors there was no institutional people no no big boys in the space and then we just finished writing an article a couple um number of months ago on not, it's become the industrial Re revolution now we're sort of evolving yeah. we're evolving to a different place in crypto but at the same token you're still you're still kind of on your own there's really not a lot of quote customer service people to call yeah to you know to resolve issues that you may have some places are better than others, but that, that is the concern. So to your question on the dental space, I looked at years ago, you know, trying to, I, mean, I would have loved, and I still would love to uh, uh, have my, my patients pay for me in cryptocurrency. Uh, that would be just fantastic. And um, there are a number of onboarding ramps of people coming on board to do that. Uh, I just recently picked up a, a Visa credit card through BlockFi, um, mm. where you earn Bitcoin just for you know, using the credit card. And um, I'm very confident uh, in MasterCards in that space as well. And other, and other uh, credit card, and there's other crypto companies making their own credit cards, one called um, Unbanked, they're doing their own. And so- um, So if I were to go into a, a store even, and I had that credit card, I would use it like a normal credit card, but instead of, it would just take it out of my crypto wallet or bank, as opposed to my normal bank account. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do it either way. You can have you can pay it back in crypto, or you can pay it back in fiat if you like. And wow. so, so then people, you know, just depends on. Oh, I kind of like my Bitcoin. I'll you know I'll just pay that back in fiat. Matter of fact, you know, like so even like the BlockFi card, um, first three months you get three and a half percent back on your on your uh, on your Bitcoin. And so all weekend I was up at our cabin all weekend, and I was paying for gas and doing all kinds all of stuff. With, you know, everything put it on that card, and um, and then. You can, and then you can use that sort of as a rewards program. You know, years ago in my practice, and I still have my frequent flyer. I mean, we love frequent flyers. I mean, orthodontists and dentists, gosh, they put tens sure. of thousands of dollars a month on these cards. And, uh, you know, wouldn't it be, you know, and we all know this, those, those miles are very valuable. We love the miles. We flew all over the country for free, sure. so to say. But man, wouldn't it be great to have some of those miles in Bitcoin or in other cryptocurrencies? Heck yeah. So, I'm sort of trying to transition the best I can a lot of my credit cards over there, but they have different credit limits and all these other things. It's it's still in the infancy of this space, but it's um, it's something certainly, you know, you said dipping your toes on Coinbase, dipping your toes into a, a credit card would be fantastic. And and I think dental offices and orthodontic practices, are, if they're most of them accept credit cards right now. They can do that. They're going to do that. And so it's so going to be tremendous. How does it work? Like if, okay, I'm, I'm going into your office. I've got one of those cards. Yes, it's coming out of my crypto wallet. I'm having it come out of my crypto wallet, but it's going to you as a fiat or can you tell it, I want to accept it as a crypto as well? 
Well, it, it goes to you as a fiat. Okay. Presently. Presently. So you, fiat. you as the doctor would go to you as a fiat. As a fiat. Just just like their normal credit card, American Express, all the cards are using now, it goes to them fiat. Yes. But if I wanted to pay you in crypto, how could you accept my crypto? Well, then you'd have to set up some type of uh, like a company wallet. You know, oh. uh, you'd have to set up some type of receiving mechanism right. to receive that crypto. And then you'd have to have a, um, and this is, this is also an infancy too. And as of last year, it's really getting quite big. You'd have to have um, crypto tax software to sort of you know, oh, talk, yeah. to talk uh-huh. with, to talk with that wallet so that your accountants will be fully aware of, because accountants have no idea on this. You talked about account, like, you know, yeah. you know do, yeah. and you got to pay your taxes. So it's like, you, you need to have some software programs to, uh, there, and there's a lot of them out there. There's Coinly, there's Node 40. There's a lot of really, really good ones that I like that, you know, people can use and, you know, feel that's, you know, what's going to be their best flavor. But, you know, it's, that all has to be sort of squared up from a tax sure. Well, see, this is why you got to write the book because then you got all these little information, all these little bits of yeah. information there, this place they go. Okay, so where do you see this going? Like, we, it's not going away. It's the one of the things that I was thinking of when you were talking was that it's the, the, it's the fastest growing technology in human history. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not going away anytime soon. Where do you see it going in the sense of as a practitioner, how you're going to use this in your practice? As a patient, how you can market to that? Where do you see it going? Well, yeah, it's it's probably one of the greatest discoveries in uh, in mankind. You know, it's right along there with the with the printing press and the telescope and electricity and uh, and the internet. Uh, I'm of the belief that it's going to be even bigger than the internet. And so, you know, it's the, and the underlying technology is the blockchain. And so, uh, it's not going away. You know, and, and it's just a matter of. Uh, in the future, the, the amount of adoption that's going to be created, you know, as, as more and more of these people come on board. And so Wall Street and a lot of these governments are now sort of embracing crypto. And um, and so the, their issues is, regu- you know, regulatory requirements and all these issues they're trying to mire themselves through because they're on the hook for that. But people like or countries like El Salvador, if you've heard El Salvador is now using Bitcoin as as as, as their currency. Yeah. Uh, Rio, Rio is is using Bitcoin as as a using a percentage of their treasury in uh, in Bitcoin. Miami uh, is becoming the bit one of the Bitcoin capitals of the world. You know they have their own Miami coin. Wow! And so as as cryptocurrency becomes more adopted in, in the entire world, it, the weirdest thing about when I first got engaged with it, there's only maybe twenty million people using cryptocurrency, and heck, you know now it's maybe up around. Two, three hundred million, upwards of three hundred million in the whole world. I mean, there's seven, eight billion people in the world, so it's still very, very much in its infancy. And and these, as we we talked about earlier, there's a lot of smart characters in this space, and there are thousands of different cryptocurrencies. There's actually a Denta coin out there. There's actually a Denta coin out there. That, wow. You know, and they're trying to use, and I and I've spoken with them, and they're trying to, to your point, use their token as a as a as a mechanism for payments. And and marketing and you know games and things to uh, you know, sort of bridge bridge cryptocurrencies to the dental space. Um, so they're they're working on it. I don't know if they're going to make it. I mean, most cryptocurrencies, there's thousands, are not all that good. Right. So you just have to be very aware of the ones that have the really solid platforms and the ones that really provide a lot of utility. 
Um, there's a lot of great supply chain ones out there. So, you know, then people talk about dental supplies I don't, in my practice, it's been brutal getting uh, products delivered to my office and in yeah. the supply chain glut. And so there's actually cryptocurrencies that are can track it. You can actually figure out, you know, where things are. And it's, wow. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be touching on every little difference. Uh, so does that, of it. does that mean though, that we're going to have to keep track of multiple currencies? Like if you've got thousands of currencies out there, I'm assuming in the next, you know, let's say, say 10 years, a lot of them are going to be whittled down, but if people can create their own currency this way, obviously there's a lot of money invested into creating a certain coin, but is, does this mean we're going to have like multiple tracking systems? It's not just like saying, oh, I've got a five, a 10 and a $20 bill. Now you've got, I've got my crypto, I've got my Ethereum, I've got my whatever, Dogecoin, all that stuff. So is it, are we going to have to learn how to track all these things too? Yeah. What How I sort of see all this sort of, shaking itself out is I sort of see Bitcoin as uh, the store of value, sort of like the gold of today or the of, of the past, shall I say. And then mm -hmm. I do think there'll be certain other cryptocurrencies that may be sort of the 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 ways to make payments, you know, small payments or, or faster payments or cheaper payments. And, um, and I, what will happen is I think you will make a decision on which one you're going to feel most comfortable with. So you don't have to sort of, uh, uh, you know, have all these different coins coming in. And I think what will happen eventually too, is that if you're a dental office or orthodontic practice and you say, well, we accept Bitcoin, we accept Ethereum, or we, we accept whatever it may be, Digibyte, where it may be, um, there'll be, there'll be swapping protocols. There'll be protocols that will able to swap those. So maybe somebody doesn't have Bitcoin or they have another coin that is not familiar to that particular dental office. Well, the office will definitely have a mechanism to swap it and say, all right, we're going to just flip it over to, yeah. uh, to, to the coin that we're, we're we going prefer. to use. But, but, you know, think about it too. Now, I mean, ortho, orthodontic, oh, almost all dental practices, even business for that matter, you walk into the store, you walk to the office, you'll see Visa card, MasterCard, American Express. And those so it'll be like that. I'll just be swapping yeah. over like that. Oh, those are sort of three different channels of, you know, payment that people accept and, you know, they just manage it that way. That's interesting. That's a good point is that it's like, we already do that. This is just going to be a, the learning curve of getting it down to a certain amount of coins and to be able, if you can have a, a swapping mechanism, like you said, where, yeah, I might, I, maybe I have X amount of dollars, in my Dogecoin, but you, you're accepting Bitcoin, then it'll just swap it over to that based upon the value. Yeah. And the incredible thing is too, and since another absolutely beautiful thing about you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, it's a peer-to-peer -peer network. So it's really from one person to another. So it doesn't have to go through, you know, people don't realize when you put your credit card payment, all the different places that dollar goes mm. you know, in order for you to get that payment. It, it'll take four or five different stops, different banks and the federal bank yeah. and the regional bank and then the local bank and, you know, the, and the credit card. I mean, it's all these different steps. And so obviously with all those different steps, what does that do? That fees. increases fees. Yeah. So the, the fees are go, you know, are, are higher. So I think what you're going to find is when, when, uh, when the in, not just dentistry, but the industries in general start embracing cryptocurrency as a payment mechanism, they're going to be saving just a ton of money yeah. on, on, on fees alone. I mean, that just, uh, our margins are all being really kind of shrunk here recently with inflation, the way they are sure. in, in, uh, and wage inflation with with employees and such, and so yeah. you know every little percent we can sort of squeeze out to 
you know, of profitability is, is going to be to our benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm a orthodontist or dentist. I hear this on the podcast. I come to you to help me do what when it comes specifically around the crypto idea, adding that to my current portfolio. How does that look? What do I, what am I coming to you for? Yeah. So from an investment standpoint, I think one of the most important things, I think I mentioned previously, you know, we believe in, you know, evidence-based research and yeah. such. And, and a number, a couple of years ago, a group out of San Francisco, Bitwise, wrote a research paper uh, and they did a research paper on the last five years of, um, of the uh, S&P 500 and 60-40 portfolio. And what, what does adding like 1% of Bitcoin to that portfolio do to your to your performance and one percent was obviously not much of anything but um, what it did was over that five-year time frame it practically doubled the rate of return but the standard deviation or the volatility around that rate of return remained the same or it was essentially the same if not a little bit less so what that was telling you is by by not having cryptocurrency bitcoin in your portfolio you're actually kind of hurting your your investment performance and so you know we, we sort of we hang our head on some of those type of research and, you know, people will be upwards. They won't even do 1%. Once, once you start going down a rabbit hole, people want it want more and more. Sure. And, um, and when we on, on board, people have an interest in getting cryptocurrency, you know, a lot of people they say, I just want to, you know, feel it out. And so we'll help them on board through Coinbase or the other exchanges. Um, there are some um, apps out there um, because if those people, both people are in, involved with crypto, cryptocurrencies, they certainly understand there are some nuances and some complications that a lot of dentists, North and don't want to deal with mm. like passwords and all these wallets and all these things yeah. that don't make sense. So there are some apps out there that you've got, it's like a crypto fund. You can, you can invest on your phone uh, with on different um, metaverse or DeFi um, portfolios. We have a, we, we have a hedge fund that we brought on board a couple of years ago. Uh, I think we're the first company in the in the country to offer a crypto in the dental space. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, and 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 they they have a, it's a turnkey. So people say, hey, you know, I just don't want to deal with all the things we talked about before. I just want to invest like an Ameritrade account or an E-Trade account or my investment account, brokerage account, and they just fill out an application and they send the money and then they get a suite of you know numerous different numerous different investments whether it's the big ones the large coins or the small coins those are different funds and so they can already do that inside of their retirement accounts yeah if so if they have it's if and it's a it's a great place for like a roth ira if they have a if they're doing like backdoor roths and things yeah. like that yeah um that volatility fits very well in uh in uh in uh that type of plan just because there's no taxation on any of that so um they're they're the, the space is just moving into the 401k arena. So mm. that's not really all that uh, available, not available as it is, but it's kind of tough because there's so many different nuances with in, engaging team members and them understanding crypto. And it's yeah. whereas an IRA, whereas an IRA is like yours. And so you can right. say, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah. This is my personal account, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, so they, you know, they'll, they'll do that with, you know, with the crypto fund um, or they'll just do it themselves. Um, and you know another cool thing is in in the crypto something called stable coins, and stable coins is is like a money market account where it's pegged to the dollar, mm -hmm. and you know in today's world, and you go to money market at your bank, you may get maybe one percent. Um, these stable coins, which runs on the same type of platform, essentially, yeah, they're paying out six to twelve percent. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will put their liquidity 
as opposed to keeping it in a bond, which is kind of a net zero now with inflation, sure. uh, or even a money market, they'll 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 put some of their money into the, these stable coin um, funds, whether it's you know through you know Coinbase or whatever it may be. There's lots of places for stable coins. Wow, that's cool. Like it just it just shows that the future of what we're going to be able to do is is definitely moving forward. When these big companies, these big banks, like you said, even the credit cards earlier, and if these retirement accounts and these funds are looking at either currently are or looking at ways of where they can do that, that's going to be huge and just opening up so much opportunity for so many people. Yeah, it's going to be exponential. I mean, it's um, cryptocurrencies gives access to you know, people don't realize around the world that the majority of the world is doesn't is unbanked. They don't have yeah. a bank. There's no bank to go to. And so now, and, but they have, most of them have phones. Most of them don't have a phone, right? And yeah. So, so now, you know, these banking um, institutions all around the world, you know, now they'll be able to uh, uh, share banking privileges with people from all over the world, people in Africa, South America, wow. who've had no, no access. And another thing, too, is like the wiring of money. When people, a lot of people, you know, are in America and they have family in Mexico and they, the wiring services for those are just hundreds of millions, just tons of money being spent yeah. there. Yeah. And you can cut those wiring. You can send these types of um, transactions just for pennies compared to like wow. hundreds of dollars per transaction. So the the adoption and the the utility of uh, of this technology is is just we're just at the beginning. Wow, that's so cool. Well, I'm glad that people like you are out there and understand this not only for in the general terms of understanding the crypto, but especially talking to listen. I, I think that there's a bit of a concern in the industry at this point with DSOs with uh, practices maybe not being as valuable to a new potential buyer, uh, an associate, because of either the competition or the market or, like you said, inflation. And so this just gives people another opportunity to grow their wealth and to secure themselves for the future in a different way and really growth in a way that we've never seen before. So it's really, really been exciting and interesting. And I'm glad that they have people like you to go to. And I'm going to highly encourage you to write your book about this. Yeah, I got, we got to get on it. It's, uh, it is extremely exciting. And we tell people all the time, you know, the, the thing about cryptocurrency, it's just a piece of the puzzle, you know, and it's a, it's a management of all the stocks and equities and real estate and businesses and how it gets all cobbled together. And, mm -hmm. uh, but I do believe, I mean, you, you, people see that, uh, Equities have been doing very well. Stocks have been really doing quite well, but um, it, they just don't move quite the way. You have to have a little stomach for the volatility in the crypto space. Yeah. But as long as you as long as you can stomach the volatility, the volatility is what gives you the returns. I mean, it's, it's yeah. the best performing asset over the last ten years, and not yeah. even nobody's even close to what it's done. So it's uh, wow. something that you know at least should be um, looked into. Yes. Well, and that's where I want to go with this. Typically at this point in the show, we go through our six questions we ask everybody. Uh, but what I want to do to wrap up this show is I kind of want to know from you, if I was a doctor coming to you and, and I just said, where, where do you want me to start? Somebody listening to this right now, they're driving their car, they're on the treadmill. Where should they start to just get more information uh, about this and to feel like they have some sort of uh, grasp on what's going on with this? 
Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different outlets. A lot of those exchanges have a lot of really nice uh, uh, educational tutorials on them. It's so like the Coinbase's the and Coinbase's. Uh, yeah, and they sort of really talk about it quite well. YouTube's an amazing uh, right. Um, That's where I learned uh, a lot of mine. Yeah. Videos. I mean, there's, there's just some, but you know, you also have to be careful because you know. There's a lot of ulterior motives, a lot of people trying to sell you things. Mm -hmm. You know, that's fine. I mean, that's I'm, I'm, I'm okay with capitalism. That's all good. But just, you know, be aware that, um, you know, if you're there for educational purposes, mm -hmm. um, YouTube, YouTube is a really, really good spot to go. And have you, um, have you looked at um, whiteboard finance? Yes. I yeah. like those guys a lot. Like yeah. that's very easy to understand those. Yeah. My son loves that. I mean, yeah. And it's just, they, they just, they just uh, distill it down so yeah. nicely, you know, yeah. it's just, I, I think I highly, highly recommend those guys. And, yeah. and, and there's some other, um, you know, uh, how would I say newsletter type folks out there yeah. that also try to send out, you know, a lot of information on, on the crypto and um, yeah. So that, I think the first space would go YouTube after I would go. That's awesome. That's very good. Okay. Um, and with that being said, how do people reach out to you if they have questions, if they want to do some follow-up and maybe even do one of the audits we talked about, find out, you know, maybe somebody's out there thinking, you know, I, I'm concerned that maybe I am being charged too much or I'm not getting as good returns as I could. How do they reach out to you and ask those questions? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, available by uh, email. My email address is mart, M-A-R-T, as in like Walmart, mm -hmm. at uh, macro, M-A-C-R-O hyphen wealth.com. And I'm always open to answering any questions that you may have. You can even text me. Uh, some people nice. get scared about often texts, but it doesn't bother me. My, my cell is 847-363-5502. And I'd be more than happy to help you sort of bridge your way into this uh, this new space. It's uh, I love it. one that, uh, as I said, it's a lot of fun. And once you get down the rabbit hole, you won't need me. You'll, 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 you'll be so, you'll be so excited. You'll be on your own in some respects. Well, it's great. I, this is one of the reasons why I want to have you on Martin is to talk about this. Cause I think it's just so important for us to know part of the goal for this show is always to, help people be more proactive, productive, and profitable, right? And so this really checks off a couple of those things that proactive about, hey, this is going to be uh, something in the future. I can easily envision a future in the next five to 10 years where almost everyone or the majority of people are accepting crypto in one form or another for their practice and good for them, like to help it grow. Um, have you ever, you know, you never think about this, but it's not like I can pay for your services in a stock. And the brilliance of this is that if you were to pay me in crypto and I just left it there, that crypto is going to automatically grow on its own. Like mm -hmm. it's got its own opportunity to uh, expand. Whereas you give me a dollar. Well, like you said earlier, you, you swipe your dollar, you know, in the credit card machine. I'm paying some fees. It's already not a dollar. <laughs> it's already it's already less than a dollar. And it's not going to grow from there unless I go and physically or have my people put it into a fund or some sort of investment. That's a really interesting thing to think about that. Have we ever had a time before where your currency that you exchange is automatically growing, even if you left it by yourself, by itself? Yeah. I mean, that's when I, was, I mean, to come before, I would, I would love for my patients to pay me in that um, yeah. because, uh, and to your point, I mean, with inflation the way it is, I mean, your money essentially is going to disappear in five to ten years. Yeah. You know, if, if if inflation continues on, it's on the path that it is, and 
you know, let's hope it does not. Of course, nobody wants sure. that, but it, it's yeah. just one of those things that um, you don't want to get too political on things, but you just can't have, you can't be spending money like drunken sailors right? and, and expect that, you know, it's, it's just going to go away. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's the history of money is, it, it repeats itself and yep. um, empires come down based on people's inability to manage their own personal finances. I mean, all Americans don't manage their finances the way they do, but you know, it seems to be okay for them. So yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Wow. Well, Mark McClennan, thank you so much for being here again. It's just really awesome to have you and your wisdom and uh, please everybody, if you have any questions at all, you maybe just want to know, like if you're doing what's right, reach out to Mart and see if there's any way that they can help you. Cause I'm sure they can. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Always great, Dino. Thanks a bunch. Well, everybody, thanks again for being here for another episode of the Propreneur Podcast. I know this was a little different, but I'm really glad to be able to bring this information to you because I do think it's important. And as I said a moment ago, our goal here is always to help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable. And I believe that learning more about crypto really ticks all three of those boxes. So thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.